M S W Media. Welcome to Teacher Quit Talk. I'm Miss Redacted. And I'm Mrs. Frazzled. Every week we explore the teacher exodus to find out what, if anything, could get these educators back in the classroom. We've all had our moments where we thought, what the hell am I doing here? From burnout to bureaucracy to soul-sucking stressors and creative dead ends. From recognizing when it was time to go to navigating feelings of guilt and regret afterwards, we're here to cut out the gaslighting and get real about what it means to leave teaching. We've got insights from former teachers from all over the country who have seen it all. So get ready to be disturbed. Join us on Teacher Quit talk to laugh through the pain of the U.S. education system. We'll see you there. Well, as you know, we embrace diversity here at the Stephanie Miller Show, and I've never seen so much diversity in underwears as Tomboy X. I got the new rainbow ones. I even got the rainbow shirt. You can use it as a t-shirt or jammies. Fancy? Awesome. And that's a v-neck. It's so pretty. Okay. Listen, it's like nobody took the time to design authentic underwear for strong, independent, right? Comfortable with yourself people like us. Tomboy X did. They created underwear that makes you feel like, you know, this underwear doesn't just fit. It gets me. Yes, I'm feeling proud. So I got the entire pride line. The underwear. I've got the uh, jammies. I've got the t-shirt. Tomboy X since 2014 has been making brazenly unapologetic underwear for all bodies, all shapes, all genders, all sizes, really all sizes from boxer briefs to bikinis, boy shorts to bras. Every pair of Tomboy X is created to fit you and how you see yourself. And they've expanded way beyond underwear too. And with their love at first wear guarantee, you can order risk-free while you find your perfect fit. Discover your inner Tomboy. Let me get you started with my special discount. Go to Tomboy X under the code Stephanie to get an extra 20% off. That's an extra 20% off when you enter Stephanie at TomboyX.com. That's Tomboy TomboyX.com. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Francis Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela, and welcome to The, the Final Word. The Final Word with Frangela. The Final Word. 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 Boom, chakalaka, boom. That's right. Thank you so much for joining us and for subscribing and downloading this podcast and all the podcasts at the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Yes, and make sure when you go to the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, you go to sexyliberal.com, check out the virtual shows, and we may be having some glorious announcements coming up soon, so stay tuned for that. That's right, and and go subscribe and download all those podcasts. Yes. From the bunker, from all of them, Jody Hamilton. Yeah. And and uh Hal Sparks, everyone, 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 everyone John Fugel saying, do everybody, it. Everybody, mama, go get it. Get the happy hour. What are you doing? Like any happy hour. I know you ain't got an hour where you're happy. I know. I okay. know that. I know that. Okay. And while you're on the internet, please go over to Patreon if you haven't already. And if you have, thank, thank you. you. If you haven't, please go to patreon.com, put in Franchlin, become a supporter of this podcast. Of this black owned business. That's right. Blackity hey. black. If you, I probably, we will send you a, I, I donated to a black <laughs> business card. I, I mean, if we have to, um, but thank you so much, everyone. Cause you are literally keeping us alive and making this possible. Yes, so you thank are. You. Thank you. And for, 
for that, for your contribution, you don't, it's not just like you're giving us a contribution. No. You get something. We say you, thank you. We say thank you every week with three fresh micro idiots what? that are hysterical. They're that brilliant. That will keep you laughing and in stitches all week long. They'll, they may even cure things. That's I right. I mean, we don't know yet, but testing is out. You know? I, I heard it's some of the best self-care therapy that you can do. That's what they say. That's what they say. That's what they say. People write us all the time. That's right. All right. Also, you can go to cameo.com. And become, uh, and get a, a specialized video from Frangela. That's right. You can give it as a gift or maybe for yourself, like a happy birthday for someone, happy anniversary, uh, you would, us telling your boss you quit, whatever. Yes. And make sure that you join us every Tuesday on Facebook, on the Frangela Duo page, where we do Idiot of the Week live, where you can get a jump on all the stupid people. That's right. And that's at 1 p.m. Pacific on Tuesdays Mm -hmm. and also join us every Friday morning for the third hour of the Stephanie Miller show for the black power hour. And that's what, what happens then? That's what Stephanie Miller transforms into (laughs) Stephanie Mills and somewhere, somewhere in the time space continuum, we believe Stephanie Mills becomes Stephanie Miller. That's right. That's Yes. This fall (laughs) (laughs) on, on discovery plus discovery plus. Oh my God. Oh my God. Would that not be the best show? It's a Stephanie great show. Mills uh, as Stephanie okay, Miller. We got to talk to Stephanie and lock her in as talent. And then yes. I, I think we can get Stephanie Mills. Yes. And then we're going to, uh, but we have to talk to Stephanie Miller's people because you know. Yeah. And then uh, get her get her down. Yeah. Because that's a good show. That's a good show. We want to first uh, lead off with Senate Democrats' be- brace for defeat on signature voting and election bill amid stiff GOP resistance yeah. for against the for the People's Act. Okay, can I say what needs to be happening is I'm trying to understand how the majority is bracing for a loss. Thank can you, you explain that math? To me, can somebody explain to me in a government how the majority is bracing for a loss? Because what I when, this is what I'm going to say, and I'm going to say this all the way around the track. When you go to your oppressor, you. asking for freedom, thank you. When 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 your work and efforts are the only thing kind of keeping them alive, mm-hmm. that do you think you're gonna get your freedom? Thank you. Begging the GOP, this is my problem with Democrats, is continually going hat in hand to the wrong motherfuckers. That's right. Tell us what you need. We put you into office. That I mean, and do what we say. Let I uh, my my rage is at a, a level that I can't even given a sign of value to. Right. It makes zero sense. And Kristen Cinema can suck it. Ooh. She can suck it hard. I would love to say it to her face respectfully. Senator Cinema, you can suck it. Because we're looking, we're sitting here looking at this op-ed. That she allegedly wrote. That she wrote. She wrote. Say, uh, you're right. That's, uh, that's entitled, We Have More to Lose Than Gain by Ending the Filibuster. Let's talk about that for a moment, shall we? Shall we? First of all, Let's talk about the world that Kristen Cinema lives in, because mm. what the America that Krista, Kristen Cinema lives in is not my America. No, it is not, and it is not the, the the America that the Democrats are fighting for. It is not the America that you know that 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 we are we're we're here dealing with. So she says she goes on to say 
uh, in this that everyday Arizonians are focused on questions that matter most in their daily lives. Is my job secure? Can I expand my business? Can we afford college? What about health care? When can I retire? Is my community safe? These are all important things that everybody, I believe, in America want to deal I'm with. I'm going to go so far as to save the planet, Francis. That's right. I believe if you're a sentient being, these are concerns you have. Right. But here's my issue. We can't get to this. We can't deal with these everyday concerns if people can't vote, if they have no voice in this government. But she also, I have to say, you know, it's absolutely true. It's fundamental, right? Like you can't go vote. Here's the thing. And we tweeted it. You can't, we can't care about, we can't get to those things because here's the problem. You want us you say that you're there to do what we ask you to do, and you're there to take care of these concerns. And the reason that you won't do that in this situation, that you won't protect our right to vote and get rid of a rule, and that's not even a rule, a tradition. Mm-hmm. Get rid of a tradition that is holding us back and that has been traditionally used to allow a group of people who do not have the support of the, po- the population to hamstring, curtail, and stop the legislation of those who do. Mm-hmm. You're saying that that is worth more to you and should be to us than our day to day and then our lives. That's right. And it doesn't make any sense because the reality is we aren't going to be able to get this future fabled, non-existent unicorn bipartisan legislation that you're ref- referring to will not happen. Yes. We can't vote for it. You can't vote for it if you're not in office because all the Democrats are out because we can't vote. That's right. It doesn't and, make any sense. And the attack on the leg- the legislation that has been brought forth at this time by the GOP. Uh, state legislators in 48 states have introduced more than Thank 380 you. bills with restrictive voting pre- provisions, okay? And bills have already passed. That's right. And that's like right. Like something like 14 like restrictive bills. Uh, they've already passed. We, and got, then, we, we got Raffensperger, who was supposedly, and everybody was 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 heralding I'm how great he was. I couldn't believe that. And trying to knock off uh, over 100,000 voters off the rolls because, you know why they have gotten to him well actually he always was this that's like, this right is, he that, was this person we, we have this tendency on the left to deify people the minute they say one thing we like and we that's need to right. stop doing that that's um, right because it, it's this is not he's always like it's ridiculous but this is the th- what drives me crazy is she goes on in this uh, op-ed to write me um she says uh the best way to achieve durable lasting results bipartisan cooperation Here's the problem with that. You have to have bipartisan cooperation. And what I know what people are saying is we've had some bills with that on it. Yeah, those bills don't affect dark money. Those bills don't affect Republicans' ability to control. Sure, they'll give up on things that help their constituents at home yeah. and that people will like, but they won't do it here, even though overwhelming support for the For the People Act. We're talking over 70% even among Republicans. That's right. Support this bill, but they won't do it. And she's saying it's because it doesn't support bipartisanism, even though she's voted, against, she's voted for things that didn't do that. And also, the fact of the matter is, this isn't the bill that's being voted on. Today we're recording on Tuesday, and they're at this, the Democrats are, you know, the defeat they're bracing for yes. isn't of the For the People Act. It's of debating the For, for the People, people Act, Act. Right. which means the debate is where the bipartisan comes in, right? I know they do their backdoor dealings and talking off camera and meetings, but the reality is well, that's where we, the public, see the debate. That's where we, the public, get 
to see both sides of this argument. And they won't allow that, which says to me they ain't interested in cooperating. Exactly. So why are you begging, why are you Thank begging you. the GOP for the right to discuss to, it? To discuss it, to even have a conversation. That's insanity. And which means that you're not going to get the bipartisan support because you can't even they have the talk conversation. About it. Thank bitch. you. Thank you. And let me, let, let's go further. She goes on saying, you know, that she was elected she was elected. Where's the independent thing where she says that? Right. Um, she says, basically, she said, we'll find the exact quote here in a moment. Yeah. But she says in this in this op-ed that, you know, Arizonans, you know, she was elected to be an independent like Arizona. No, you weren't, bitch. You were elected to be a Democrat. That's There's right. There's a D behind your name, not an I. If you're going to be an independent, go be a fucking independent. And run as an independent. Thank and you. get the get those Thank votes. You. And you can't threaten. I, th- to what they're doing, you talk about mansion or cinema threatening or in some way people suggesting they might become Republicans. Explain to me how this works, Francis. I go into the store. Yes. And I buy me a Louis Vuitton. Yes, you do. And on my way out to the parking lot, mm-hmm. the store clerk runs out and puts a, a Trader Joe's shopping bag in my hand, right. t- takes my Louis Vuitton purse and goes, I've decided that that's the purse you wanted. Right. Is that how it works? Yeah. yeah. Is that how it works? Well, you know what? And, 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 <laughs> like, and, tell me. And what it says to me is, you, you what, what you're saying is, is that, your politics, your view, is what supersedes what the people want. The people who voted for you. The people who put you in yeah. office. And that is my problem. Of course it through is. Through and through. This argument is a false through. argument. The reality is, I wonder how much dark money she gets. That's and right. And I wonder how much, how, you know, and the fact is that this person isn't a Democrat, like we, I repeatedly keep saying, but is running as one because she, that's the way she can get elected. So we, you know, these, we really need to look at that. But Francis, and I, we were talking, I won't ask Francis, hmm. a little story problem, Francis. Let's say your house is on fire. Right, 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 my house on fire. Oh, your shit. Your house on fire. Well, I gotta call somebody. Call the, call the fire department. All right, you call me, I, I show up, I'm like, hey, I'm the fire department. You, you called us. Hey, hey, get my house on fire. Can you put that out? Mm, I see that. Your house is on fire. Okay, get the hose. Before we get the hose, let's think about it. I want to think about it. But let we, hey, when you don't think about things, then in the future, some other fire might be really bad because we, are, we don't take the time before we put out this fire to talk about it. So let's not, let's not rush to putting out this fire. Okay, ma'am? <laughs> Look. Here's the deal. I could put out this fire. Right. right? We got the hose. We got the truck. Yeah, we got the water. You should get, get I to could it. put out this fire. But the problem is, and I know you got me more funding to get better hoses. Okay, that, that goes to my water. living room. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's not the, you've got. See, you're not focused. This, this is distracting you. Okay, look, you're not focused. Like, I am focused on Are you the thinking fire. about college tuition? Are no, you thinking I'm not. About, are you thinking about whether or not you could get paid maternity leave? No, I'm not. Are you thinking about the economy? I'm worried about the fire. The fuck. Fire. Yeah, but are you re- are you thinking about the economy and gas prices? Because I know that's what you're really concerned no, about. No, I'm not. Not, not at all. You're not. Not concerned? at okay. all. How about this though? Here's the deal. Could you I could, spit on it? Here's the deal. if I do that, right? If I stop and spit on this fire, <laughs> okay, or moisturize it in any way, in the hopes of putting it out. What if while I'm doing it, somebody calls with a fire for that apartment down the street? Well, well, can we deal with that when that comes? No, because here's the deal. If I'm busy now putting out your fire, oh, there goes that. Is that your car for your family room? Yeah, that is. That's, it your, is. that's, that's the now. rumpus room. That's gone now. That's a new opportunity <laughs> for building for you. That's a gone. Now, see how I'm helping the economy already? That's no. going to employ people. They're going to have to clear away the debris of this burning home and build a new home. Dang, I am so good. So if I start working on your fire, then that apartment might catch on fire, and then, then that apartment will be on fire. Then everybody in the apartment's on fire. So you see why I can't fuck these people. Uh, Put out the fire. Yes. We are telling you overwhelmingly what we want. 
Why are we okay with them not doing it? I need to see recall campaigns on cinema and mansion. And I need to see the Democratic Party, and I do have to say it, Chuck Schumer is not the person. I no. don't know what the... I know that you can only deal with what you can deal with. Yeah. But the reality is, this, all I know is Pelosi can whip some votes. I don't know what he does. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? I, and I, I mean, I'm not blaming the... Dem this is obviously the Republicans, but... You, yeah. No, he's I mean, ineffective. I gotta ask the question. He's ineffective. And so... I don't know what we do about that other than get somebody else. That's exactly, you know? And so the reality is that, you know, we have to, we keep, you keep hearing people say it, uh, that, you know, the, the filibuster is a, you know, we, you know, it's so, as if it's the most precious part of our constitution. Absolutely. As if, as if it's the fundamental principle of which kills me is I've never, these people don't d defend the separation of church and state with such fervor. No. They don't. And that I believe is actually one of the founding principles of the constitution, one of the reasons for the colony and the first fucker. Exactly. So I'm just trying to understand. Yeah, she goes on to say, my support for retaining the 60 vote threshold is not based on the importance of any particular policy. Well, bitch, you better get, you better get to uh, support well, a, a policy. Yes, because because without the opportunity to vote and access to vote, we are dead in the war yes. term. And let's, let's address this issue of the filibuster. You know, it's been used. It can be used. It's been used this way. And she goes on to say this. It's used to protect, you know, your choice and to protect all these things that you want. That's, we used it to do that. And here's the deal. They want, you want to relitigate past uses of the filibuster? Okay, we can do that after this vote, yeah. after the house is put out and it's not burning anymore. But also, fine. They shouldn't have used it than they did. The Democrats included should never have used the filibuster. Should have from the very beginning, from the first chance anybody got to say the filibuster was wrong, they should have actively dismantled it at the first chance that there was a, a Democratic, you know, controlled House and Senate. And they mm -hmm. didn't. And they were wrong for not doing it. And if there are people who were involved in that, who are in your, who are your elected representatives, and you want that to be your issue, then don't vote for them again or mount a recall campaign. But the reality is. You can change your mind and you can learn. That's and right. And what we've learned is that this rule is not a rule, it's a tradition, and it is absolutely being utilized to stop the majority of this country from getting active legislation that it wants and needs. Needs. And, needs. And so I have to say enough this. with good when they go, but this, but that. Who cares? Fine. You're right. You're absolutely right. It was wrong of them. They're bad, bad people. I'll write their names on the wall. <laughs> I'll write it a hundred times. Whatever the fuck you need to hear. We can learn and grow. And that's what we need to do. I also have to say, I feel like the this kind of slow drag about it on is about it affecting brown and black people. Yes. And, but the reality is, is that what I need every American to understand is that this will affect you. Yes. These are your votes. That you know, this not, will we're talking, we're, no, we're preaching power. to the choir more, more than likely. I know. But and I we know don't you mean know you, that. you, but you, you, you know, you know, that this, that this is not a simple, oh, well, you know, that's because that, what it feels like, it's like, oh, poor black people. They're always, they got a problems, you know, and nobody respects them. Nobody respects it's their vote. Fair. It's not fair. And that feels like the, the kind of hands off feeling I get. I'm, yeah, I'm it doesn't from affect a bunch me. It absolutely it does. Absolutely because they're does. also actively when they, if <laughs> here's the simple fact, black people are the reason you don't have Trump. Yes. So if that's what you want, then you, this is the right way to go about it. So th because that is the reality because we all know what happened in the primaries. Yeah. We all know what happened. Clyburn made it clear. Yeah. And we all did what we were supposed to do. Cause that wasn't where we were going. 
No, but here the, but he did. But it was the right way to go. It was the right way to go. And this and here we are. Listen to us. We are, as Chris Lavoie likes to say, America's early warning system is black women. Black women. Hear us when this I this is more important than anything, anything else. Everything. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you something. It's more important than COVID because the real the problem with COVID is the only reason we're addressing it is because we got Joe Biden in office. Yep. And if we if we we already know what would happen with Republican in office because that's what it happened. Yeah. So <laughs> the reality is that we can't we do. Do you know what would be going on right now? I know the thing is you do. You're right. If any Republican were in charge, you wouldn't have gotten that the stimulus bill. You wouldn't have gotten rent and mortgage help. You wouldn't have gotten any of that. No, no, no. And on top of that, on top of that, we'd be looking at far more than 600,000 people dead. Oh, far more, far more. We'll be right back after these messages. Well, as you know, we embrace diversity here at The Stephanie Miller Show, and I've never seen so much diversity in underwears as Tomboy X. I got the new rainbow ones. I even got the rainbow shirt. You can use it as a t-shirt or jammies. Fancy. Awesome. And that's a V-neck. It's so pretty. Okay. Listen, it's like nobody took the time to design authentic underwear for strong, independent, right? Comfortable with yourself people like us. Tomboy X did. They created underwear that makes you feel like, you know, this underwear doesn't just fit. It gets me. Yes, I'm feeling proud. So I got the entire pride line. The underwear. I've got the uh, jammies. I've got the t-shirt. Tomboy X since 2014 has been making brazenly unapologetic underwear for all bodies, all shapes, all genders, all sizes, really all sizes from boxer briefs to bikinis, boy shorts to bras. Every pair of Tomboy X is created to fit you and how you see yourself and they've expanded way beyond underwear too and with their love at first wear guarantee you can order risk-free while you find your perfect fit discover your inner tomboy let me get you started with my special discount go to tomboy x under the code stephanie to get an extra 20 percent off that's an extra 20 percent off when you enter stephanie at tomboyx.com that's tomboyx.com restrictions apply see site for details there is so much going on in the world that can make it difficult to relax and decompress You've experienced the Sunday scaries, that feeling of dread in the pit of your stomach that comes on Sunday afternoons. Now, here's a totally different Sunday scaries, vitamin-boosted CBD gummies, and you don't even have to wait until Sunday night rolls around. Self-care is so important, and Sunday scaries is here to help. Sunday scaries believes that everyone deserves a hand on a difficult day. So if you're looking for a way to decompress, Sunday Scaries has you covered with their CBD products. Visit sundayscaries.com and use promo code SEXYLIBERAL, all one word, at checkout to get 25% off your order. That's 25% off at sundayscaries.com with promo code SEXYLIBERAL. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. These products are not for use or sale but to persons under the age of 18. Welcome back. So I love this title. How do they say economy recovery? I quit. That's Americans are saying I quit. This is something that I never thought I'd see in America. Mm -hmm. People choosing their mental health over and and their their, existence. Quite frankly, their money and their money over fear. The reality is that what happened, one of the side effects of COVID and the pandemic and of people losing their jobs or being furloughed, um, and if you were lucky enough to work from home, even all the implications of that is that we all had to take, we all ended up being forced. And I'm not saying everybody has learned the lesson or, 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 you know, changed or something because of it. Not that it's a lesson for everyone, but 
we all there was a moment where we, you couldn't go to a restaurant if you wanted to. You couldn't do certain things if you wanted to. If you were somebody who was living, let's say you were one of these, fam- you know, when they talked about like the Lexuses pulling up to the food banks, mm-hmm. you have this car, and suddenly I can I can tell you how many people I talked to during the pandemic, during the the last year, I should mm-hmm. say, we're obviously we're still in it. Um, people who said I. I can't afford my car payment. Oh, yeah. Like, I got to get rid of this car or I got to, you know, I got to figure it out. Or, or they had to make, we had to all make, really look at what we had. And there were people who didn't even have the ability to do that. They were already underwater. Yeah. They were already um, incapable. They weren't making it then. Right. And they got pushed. And that's why we're seeing homelessness, all the problems that we're seeing even exacerbated. Yeah. So, well, but people... we got this opportunity to see what life was like. And the reality is that $1,200, first $1,200 stimulus check did more. Yep. To raise people out of poverty. Than anything has done since the first, since they set a federal minimum wage, I'd be willing to argue. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it hasn't gone up, the fact that it has taken over 400 years for black people to get to $7 an hour. Yep. Is insane. Yep. And and the other part of it is, is that people realized in this pandemic that they were grossly underpaid. Yep. Underpaid by, by, you know, ten to thirteen thousand dollars for doing a job and then you can tell people they're essential all year and then be like you want to get paid essential exactly exactly they put their lives on the line because they didn't have a choice people kept talking about you know people working in grocery stores like heroes and i'm not saying that their act wasn't heroic but i'm saying that if i believe much like officer fanon talks about you know fanon probably talks about the insurrection on january 6th and how yeah thank you for the people who pulled them out of the crowd thank you for pulling me out but fuck you for being there Mm -hmm. it's the same situation these people did you think that the person bagging your groceries was there because it was heroic because they considered themselves a first line worker they had to be there yeah they had to be there if they went to keep their job because they were told to come to work that's right and they needed the money yep according to the labor department nearly four million people quit their jobs in april the most on record pushing the rate to 2.7 of those employed 2.7 percent of those employed uh the rate was particularly high in the leisure and hospitality industry which what right now they're talking about now that travel is coming back and help people are staying in hotels they can't find people to work in the hotels and why is that because they don't Hey, they are underpaid, and also there's no childcare. Like, like you, the, the people are underwater, and they can't pay anybody to watch their kids, so they can't go to work. Yeah, they can't. You know, it's it's a simple, it's simple. You know, and, and all this, like, why is it people don't want to work? They're lazy, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, really? How many vacations does the Congress and the Senate get a year? Yeah. Like, I'm Too just, many. I'm trying to understand this. But the reality is, it takes, when you realize how much that $1,200, it takes so little. When they talk about the second check and the ability to, to pull over half of America's children out of poverty mm-hmm. for, like, $1,200, it's yeah. like a, come on. Who wouldn't do that except the cruelest and most ineffective of people? Yep of leadership it's absolutely insane and those industries have been overwhelmingly over, uh, hospitality and leisure we've both worked there underpaid yep yep when you're a waiter or a waitress or i hate using those server you know mm-hmm. whatever like those wages generally speaking are extremely low absolutely. and the jobs like in and out in places that pay at a much closer to competitive wage are very rare and small. Yep. The pandemic has driven workers to quit for other reasons as well, with fewer opportunities for spending. Number one, when it had no place to go spend That's no money. Right. Okay. Um, and then some people were able to save money and pay down their debts, giving them a cushion to leave jobs which with which they were dissatisfied. Other workers disinclined to give up remote work are abandoning jobs that no longer affording them with as much 
flexibility. Well, so people have decided, you know what? I do like working from my house. From this amount of money. For this amount of money. But if you ain't going to pay me this amount of money, mm-hmm. I don't feel a need. Or if you're going to pay me this amount of money to get up, get dressed, drive an hour to the job. Literally. I literally had a neighbor had this conversation with a neighbor yesterday mm-hmm. where he said, yeah, I think it was yesterday. He's like, ah, you know, I was working, working, driving. I had an hour and a half commute mm-hmm. every day, 45 minutes both ways if I was lucky. And he didn't have to take a highway. That's yeah. the thing about Los Angeles area. Yeah. You know, it's not like he was, it's not that far. It's just, that's how long it takes. He goes, so when I, I've been working from home and all of a sudden he's like, I see my kids. Yeah. I wasn't seeing my kids yep. at all. I get to hang out with them. I get to just physically see them because I'd go to work before they're up and come home when they're going to bed. And he's like, so he's like, I, I really do. Th- there's a quality of life issue for me. And this is a person who is, you know, fairly well off and able to work during the pandemic. And he's like, yeah, I, so if I believe at this point, if, and when they say you've got to come back to work, he has a choice to make. Yep then mm-hmm. and i think people should have choices yeah, yeah <laughs> like yeah, yeah. that's a good thing and they're talking about also in this article they say startups surged during the the pandemic particularly in black communities that's right as stimulus checks and unemployment benefits helped seed entrepreneurs dreams and bolster their confidence that's right well here's the thing it's the, that's why the basis of the universal basic income mm-hmm. that if you give people this people like to think that uh, the way the republicans always tout this and i think a lot of people on some level we've been taught this and believe it if you give people money, they don't do it. They'll just lay on their butt and eat, as we and say, bond bonds. True. It's not true. What's been shown over and over and over again through examples is that if you give people money, they start thinking more creatively mm-hmm. about their life and about the world and about what they, things they could do. And they start coming up with ideas and, and businesses and things that are useful and not just to them, but to all of us. That's right. And creating small businesses because they don't have to worry about a big chunk of what for most of us is quite frankly, our rent or mortgage. That's right. And when you eliminate even a fraction of that concern, I remember saying to you last year, Francis, when that, I was like, why am I not more stressed? Mm-hmm. I mean, I was, <laughs> that's a ridiculous way to put it. We're all about to jump off a building, but there were moments I was like, I'm not thinking about money every right. second, third thought that usually is my number one stress. Right. And it felt more like my second or third, which mm-hmm. isn't, but it's still important. And, and we were like, we realized it's, the stimulus money. Right. That $1,200 in my broke-ass life was huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. Being able to postpone my rent was huge. I couldn't have... We'd be homeless That's if they right. hadn't done that. That's right. That's right. And in fact, I, you know, I'll never forget my building manager right before... Like, when they kind of lifted it a little bit, coming to the door and being like, uh, we need 25% mm-hmm. of what you owe us. Yep. You know, because here's the thing: without those protections, yep, they, I, you'd be out. I'd be out. I'd be, Everybody, my family no would have been out of our home. And our, we have a friend who was like, she was when this the pandemic started, and we were sitting, and we weren't all of our work was immediately canceled. You know, uh, being entertainers, um, she was like, well, what are we gonna do? I mean, I'm gonna get thrown out. And I was like, look, I'm, she's like, why are you calm? I'm like, I'm not calm. I just know they can't evict everyone. That's right. So there, something's going to get figured out. I'm not saying that we won't get fucked, but I'm saying. They can't let everyone get, because that's everyone in the country. When we've read for the last, I don't know how long, that most Americans overwhelmingly can't survive a $400 emergency, there's no way that everybody can be allowed to just, but here's the thing, we all know who would have let it happen. That's right. All day long. 
Next up, uh, the po- the Portland. This is this this I is can't. driving us both crazy. I we do, we have to address it. The Portland police officers uh, resign en masse from crowd control unit after officer is indicted, and this is part of this larger conversation that you'll see in the news within the next forty eight hours. Departures of police officers accelerated during years of protests. They're trying. They're what they're saying is that police are quitting being police. They're losing the police forces, and crime will be unmanageable, and everything. It's fear. Yeah. Um, and, and, and violent crime is going up. And, and Stephanie Rule said today, and I could smack her. Um, rhetorically, I would never hit anyone. Um, she literally said, well, you know, violent crime is going up and cops are, resi- you know, police officers are resigning and quitting. It sounds like a recipe for disaster. Really? No. We're going to simplify and lie like that because the reality is more cops don't equal less crime. We know this. There's yeah. been study after study, number one. Number two, there's an there's an implication going on here that isn't true. That's right. The Portland Police Bureau said that members of its rapid response team, RRT, resigned as a group. Uh, approximately 50 officers, detectives, and sergeants make up the team, acting... Uh, you know, so the members of the RRT, which is a voluntary which I don't understand. assignment. I don't understand that, but okay. Received uh, advanced specialized training to respond to incidents such as public order policing. Which is weird because they didn't do that do it that well. So And their primary role is to provide crowd control at events including protests. All of the members who resigned from the team are still employed. Thank this is you. Thing. Still employed with the Portland police and will continue with their regular assignments. So they so, didn't lose cops. No. But well, cops have been resigning. That's true. But but, but, my, but my issue... Trying to with, link it to that. Right. My issue with this Portland story is because they resigned because one of their own mm-hmm. came... Uh, this all came after the officer, Corey Budworth, was charged... Just charged. W- charged by a grand jury with one count of fourth-degree assault after he was accused of unlawfully causing physical injury to someone during a protest. Understand and- that. Hear what Francis just said. They resigned because one of them got brought up on charges for how they treated protesters. Beating beating somebody with a baton and, and being called, and, and people looking at that and going, yeah, he didn't have a right to do that. So what they're, what they're, they're, they're leaving this RRT group because there's no more protection for cops who brutalize the, the public. If you're not going to protect me mm-hmm. as I brutalize you, mm-hmm. If I don't, you don't stand, if the city and state doesn't stand up for me beating people at, at, at will, at my, how I feel that that should happen, then I can't work this job anymore. Then get the fuck out is what I say. Can I, I tell say. you that, I, that those are 50 cops we don't need? That's right. Like, that that solved the problem. That, hey, HR, you don't got to worry about firing these guilty cops. That's right. Because if, if that's the problem, then they need to go. They, they need absolutely to the need to go. Out. And there is, the correlation is not, you can have a cop on every corner. Like, go to the Marshall project look it up like the reality is it doesn't that isn't the what's going on here and this it drives me crazy so i'm one of the um is this kieran l ramsey was a special agent in charge of the fbi in oregon said in a joint statement with uh, scott eric asper who's an acting u.s attorney for the district of oregon in portland those challenges included large and sometimes the challenges why people were quitting they're saying Large and sometimes violent demonstrations that strained our local resources and repeatedly placed officers in the difficult position of policing large and sometimes hostile crowds. As law enforcement officials, we recognize that community members and law enforcement officers alike are responsible for their conduct and that our judicial system is designed to address wrongdoing equally, whether by community members or law enforcement officers. 
okay, I, I need to say something to them. Those challenges weren't just last year. No. No. That my community and many communities, including poor white communities, by the way, have been challenged by the militarization and the prolific amount of unanswered police, unwarranted police violence. That's right. Um, and the reality here is, when the critique is, policing is being critiqued and questioned and being challenged, and it puts the future of it in jeopardy. Good! Yes. That's what we want! We well, want to address the future of policing. That's right. We need to change it. It's not working. Yes, yes. Well, and, and in, this, uh, in this article about the departures of police officers, they literally go on to say the future of policing was called into question with demands to defund the departments or to assign some of their tasks to civilian agencies. They're quitting over that. Right. And that is, here, at the end of the day, that is what defund the police is about. Thank it is you. about... It's not about getting rid of the police, That's is right. it? it? Period. It's about changing. And you. And here's the thing: what I really, what you really, and I, I, it keeps coming up for me, is I. You know, I have cops in my family. I know police officers. And the reality is, the most dangerous calls that they go on 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 are domestic violence calls, yeah. domestic disputes, and etc. People who know each other in their homes, yep. right? Those are the places that they're most in danger. Not. Not marches, which happen rarely, um, and and as we know, not. The, I mean, if we're gonna, if you're right. quite because of the George Floyd protests, that's insane to me. Well, but it's like, but and not uh, to me. And, and I know you agree, Francis. If I were a cop and I was feeling undervalued, hmm, what would it have been that made me feel that way? Hmm. Oh, maybe it was the insurrection where I watched Capitol Police beat by people with a thin blue line with the I support the police flags to then watch my elected representatives go in and vote for the thing they wanted yes. and say that what that they were just tourists and not defend those police officers and not thank them and not and not respect that they put their lives on the line for you. Absolutely. Maybe that had something to do with it. There's also widespread consensus that another reason retention has suffered is that the police officers are asked to do too much. Yes, and are in underpaid addition, in many places. And in addition to confronting crime, they deal with mental health problems, addiction, homelessness, as well as the occasional lost dog, okay? Yeah, in general, stupid, yes. as you know from Idiot of the Week. Absolutely. So the reality is, is that yeah, it is a tough job. But at the but what nobody you cannot, puts a gun to your head to make you do it. That's right. And if this is not the job for you, then get the fuck out. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. And that is our final word. Now it's time for emails, emails. Time to go get your emails. Thank you so much for writing us at frangela08 at gmail.com. That's frangela08 at gmail.com. We truly love and appreciate you. Yes. Will you go first? Yes, this first email is Juneteenth. Yeah. Um, from uh, J.M. As you know him, John from Boston, our WASP commander. Yes. WASP team commander. Happy Juneteenth, ladies. I never thought after living through the past four years in the 1960s that we would see Juneteenth become an official holiday anytime soon. Mm. I was truly shocked at how quickly that came about. And I had never heard of the holiday before you talked about it on Steph's show, Black Power Hour. See, another reason to listen. A few years ago. Never heard about the Tulsa massacre before either. I know that's shocking news from a white guy, LOL. My school system is obviously slacking by not teaching critical race theory. Thank you. Do you think I should go across the street to the Trump voters and wish them a happy Juneteenth? I absolutely, well, I, do, I don't want you to get in a fight, but I absolutely mm. do. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. So how does one celebrate Juneteenth anyway? Maybe a video to us Patreon supporters explaining it would be in order. In order. Just a thought. Love you both. Great and idea. Maybe we will, we will let you know ways to celebrate. You can celebrate simply by, he's all, thank you for being a Patreon supporter. Yes. Um, that's one way to do it. Thank you so much. And absolutely. Uh, I Did you notice on Friday, 
I don't know how. Okay, so Thursday. Uh-huh. Wasn't it Thursday Biden made it a holiday? Yes. Friday shit was closed. It was amazing <laughs> to me. Like, you almost, like, I called our agent. Or uh-huh. I had been in a conversation with our agent, like, on Thursday email. Uh-huh. I literally sent my email, and I think at, like, 12 on 1 a.m. Thursday, you know, Friday morning. They were like, we're closed for the day for this, for Juneteenth. I was like, oh, people were ready with that. Ready, 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 ready. It says, a happy belated birthday from Frangela. That was, that was us. Gordon uh, A., Thank you so much for writing to us. Hi, Frangela. Thank you so much for the birthday wishes. I love your show and your appearances on the highlights of the Stephanie Miller show. You're both so lovely and funny. Oh, thank you. Your intelligence and wit brighten my day. When you express your hurt and frustration on issues, especially as it pertains to race matters, I feel like you are speaking to me. Thank you. For me. That's a really good compliment. Thank you. I didn't really hear from many family or friends on my birthday this year. I'm sorry. It's a hard year. COVID, mm-hmm. yeah. he said, I guess. But getting your message made me feel so good. It meant a lot. Keep up the great work. Take care. Stay safe. Keep doing what you do. We send birthday messages to uh, our Patreon uh, subscribers. So, you know, that's one thing we like to do. We like to be in your lives in that way and wish you the best. So, you know, happy belated birthday again, Gordon. And to we everyone love you. out there. Keep up the, you keep up the great work and yes. you stay safe. We love you. And now it's time for Resistance Wrap-Up. It's where we give you an actionable item in addition to the things you already do because you're wonderful Resistance members. Yes. So, as you know, the most important thing going on to is the we, us. to us, <laughs> well, no, to America, we really, yeah. is the We the People Act. Uh, we the People deserves a responsive, accountable, we the people deserve a, a responsive, yeah. accountable government that gives us all a stronger voice and puts our needs ahead of special interests, okay? Congress must pass for the People Act, H.R. 1, a bold, comprehensive package of democracy reforms, including independent redistricting, redistricting commissions, citizens-funded elections, closing the revolving door between government and corporate interests, that's dark money, and protecting voters against discrimination. All right? Ooh, these sound like really controversial items. Girl, it just makes me sick, all right? So what you can do, and we're just steadily, steadily, steadily encouraging you to write your lawmakers. That's right. Log your calls. Donate. We're, uh, we're, this, this one is from. Was it Common Cause? Common Cause. Yeah. Yeah. So go to Common Cause to support For the People Act. And, um, you can take action and, Mm -hmm. and be a part of this because we need you and we need to keep this pressure up. It is literally, I believe the most important. It is an existential threat. It It absolutely is. It is absolutely the most important thing because if we can't vote and they have already made it as difficult as possible and Chuck Schumer, as much as I'm critiquing him today, did give it a very impassioned speech where he said it over and over again, which is how is giving people water while they're waiting to vote somehow stopping any possible cheating or, yeah. or, or vote tampering. It does, because it, it, it isn't. It's just about being shitty and cruel and not allowing us to vote. So everything we can do, go to Common Cause, check out that organization. They're doing a lot of good work. Um, and, you know, and make your calls. Keep making your calls. Please, please, please. I'm Frances Callier. I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela. Thank you so much for listening to The, the Final, Final Word. Word.